I thought it would get easier this service, but it doesn't. That is a moving video. Um, it's amazing to live in a country where so many have died so that we could sit here today and be free. I was approached this week by uh, another minister that said, you having services Memorial Weekend? I said, yes. He said, no, not us. He said, we just cancel all, all of them on, on our Memorial Day. He said, nobody comes. I'm thinking the very reason, one of those very reasons that these folks, men and women, died is so we could sit here free and worship God. I said, I'm having service. If for nothing else, just for that reason, God is so good, and I'm so thankful to live in America. And uh, so, you know, veterans, we, we honor veterans on Veterans Day, those that serve and that had served on Memorial Day. We honor those that served and gave their life for this freedom that we somehow, in some ways, I think there are many people that don't, we take that for granted. Let's not do that today. Let's just thank God for a free nation, a free country. Okay, I'm going to gather my composure. I watched that and was like, oh my gosh. When that, see, that little boy, real hard for me to, that little boy. And then that, the little girl just clutching and oh my goodness. Moving on. We were going to move this to the end of the service. And then we thought, no, I better, better put it here because that would be a real, at the end. Uh, <clears throat> let's talk about gifts, shall we? Uh, the fruit of the Spirit. We've been talking about the, the fruit of the Spirit, and this is week five in this series. And after this week, there is uh, another week that I'm going to give you the last two. But this week, we are uh, talking uh, with the, the two before the, the end, but we're talking about goodness and faithfulness. We want to talk about goodness and faithfulness. And so this is, again, week five. And I don't know about you, but from what I'm finding for me, and I'm the one, you know, doing the study and preaching this and all that, but it is really hitting home with me. There's things that I, I'm thinking, I, I think I'm okay. And then I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I got to work on this. I don't have this thing down yet. I haven't got this figured out. God's still working on me. I get convicted by some of that. I, I don't think I'm alone as well. Our, our main scripture, our, our one that we've been talking about here is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So after this, we have gentleness and self-control. We probably could take a whole week on just self-control, but we're going to put them both together and see where that gets us. So, but when we talk about these two fruits, just uh, goodness and faithfulness, it seems pretty easy to unpack this together today. Like, God, what would be the thoughts on this? So we're, we're going to just talk about goodness and faithfulness. The first thought that we're going to talk about is uh, that God is good. The Bible is the good news. The good news. So the word of God is the good news. So whatever you need in this book, there is the answer. And if you have an answer, isn't that good news? If you can figure that out and say, okay, let me, God, show me where I can find that, that is good news. So God supplies all of my need. It doesn't say he supplies part of it or some of it or most of it or just a fraction of it. It says that God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The qualifier is what Christ did. And if you're a believer, that qualifies you to get your needs met. Come on, somebody. That means that God is a need meter. He's going to meet the needs that you have by the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was 
God. So we know that the good news, then Jesus is obviously good news. God is good news. If God has the answer, that's good news. So if I'm hungry, I can go to the word and, and God can show me how I can get fed. And people go, well, that's crazy. That doesn't feed my stomach. It does if you know how to work the word. If I'm cold, if I need my bills paid, I need finances. It doesn't make sense in the world system. I mean, sometimes I need more. I need, what are we going to do to pay this? If I don't have enough, what should I do? What if God said, I need you to sow that? You'd be like, well, then I have less. No, actually, you'll have more because when you sow it, it produces and multiplies. It's a crazy principle. I know it doesn't make sense, but yet it works. It's fruit. It is good news. Paul puts kindness and goodness together, and they've got a lot in common. One of those things that they have in common is generosity. And generosity goes way past what I thought. When we talk about generosity, I think we all think, oh, they're very generous. They're very giving. They go way past this. Check this out. It behaves differently, generosity does, than survival. Its mindset is not the same. I mean, let's just think about it. If you have a survival mindset, this is what we do. We ration. You don't think that's true? Start dividing stuff. When my sister and I were growing up, she got to ration things. Not a good idea. Mm -mm. We, hey, here's a hot dog. You and your sister split it. I'd get the bun. She'd shove the hot dog in her mouth. That's not ration. Candy bar, let's split it. How many know sometimes people don't always get fair? One side doesn't equal the other. Or you split it in half because mom and dad's watching. Then before you can have your half, lick it and shove the other one in your mouth. So you don't want either half. Not that she would ever do that. (laughs) But he puts generosity. And it goes way past I thought. The mindset of of survival is just i just need i'm not even thinking about tomorrow i'm just getting through today i'm not even thinking about supper i just don't have anything for lunch come on i you know i i can't think about the gas bill the electric's going to get shut off that's what survival does generosity is let's pay this let's pay that we'll you know we have that let's give more over here let's help here let's do whatever it's almost like are you kidding how do you do that i want that mindset jesus tells a story and i i think it's fitting that we talk about it this morning but it's a man who owns a vineyard and some worked all day and got one day's wage others worked the last hour or two of that day and still got paid just like as if they worked the whole day the earlier workers complained and said it wasn't fair and the owner answers and says are you envious because i'm generous and in this term of generous it also means good are you envious because i'm good or i'm generous you see good people don't worry about what's strictly fair but just what's generous and kind I had to pull that apart a little bit. I had to think about that. I'm like, God, give me an example of, of in my time, what that, that's, I mean, I like the story and I can see it because I don't know about you, but I could relate with the guy. You know, if I worked all day and some dude shows up in the last hour and he's like, isn't this sweet? I got the same thing you did. I'd be like, oh, that ain't right. I mean, if we're honest, I have worked here eight hours. Dude, you've worked one. Shut up. 
But it's the dude's, isn't it? The, it's a guy's land. It's his money. The agreement was made. If you work this many hours, I'll give you this much pay. He made the same agreement with the people that just come in. I'm going to pay you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever he said. He kept his word. Here's what I'm saying. I'm like, God, give me an example of today. My wife is very generous, and yet she is very fair. Now, we have four children. Christmas is going to be December 25th, so here's a spoiler. This year, it's going to be December 25th, just so you know, so you can get ready for it. But was what we, we budget. Now, ladies, maybe you do this as well. Guys, you might do. Dads, we budget so much for each kid. This is what you're, you know. And then, but each kid doesn't want the same thing. So this is what we've done. We spend the same amount on each child, but we get them what they want inside that budget. Does that make sense? Okay, let me, let me, let me stretch this taffy just a little bit further. So one kid might get 12 gifts. Just saying. Another kid might get four. But the four equal the same amount we spent on the 12. But it also means that for three times the amount of everybody opening gifts, that kid's going to be sitting there just watching everybody open gifts. And you got to be okay with that. Because would you rather get something that you really wanted? Or would you rather get 12 things that you're like, I'm going to re-gift these as soon as I can? So my wife just makes sure, you guys just know that we got you what you asked for inside the but We spent the same amount on each kid. Because that's fair and generous. Depending on how you want to look at however, but because it is what you're doing, you can... Be like Jesus is telling the story. This guy said, this is, this is my land. I'm asking you to work it. You agreed. This, I said, if you do this, this is what you get. And you said, yes, I'll do that. Is that not what you got? So they all agreed. But he decided to be generous rather than just strictly fair. Since you only worked one hour, you'd just get, you know, one-eighth of what this guy got. But he said, no, I'm going to be generous I needed this done. I made the agreement with you. I also made it with you. But the owner did as he promised. So when we call somebody good and we put that in front of their name, oh, they're such a good person. That's a good guy. He's a good man. She's a good woman. That's a good cop. That's a good pastor. That's a, a good plumber. He's a, he, is he good? He's a good carpenter. We're kind of saying something that goes preface to that person. Beyond the call of duty, out of the goodness of their heart. So what is that? What is the qualifier for good? And let me tell you what it is. I believe one of the main qualifiers for good is integrity. Integrity. The words that they say mean something to them. They do what they say they're going to do. And in today's society, we want to find people like that, don't we? There's people that are my age and older that, hey, that's the way my grandfather and my father, you looked at them, you shook their hand, you looked them in the face. Guys, you look them in the eye, your, your dad should show you how to make, my dad be like, here's how you shake a, hand, a man's hand, son. Don't give him a limp fish. You shake that hand like a man, you look him in the eye and you say, good morning, how you doing, sir? Or we, I, we taught our kids to answer people and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. People be like, how did you do that? Because that's how we raised them. 
But they, you looked at it and you gave them your word. And if we didn't have contracts back in the day, my grandfather didn't have contracts. If he said, I'm going to make it, I'll do it, I'll be there, he was there. If he couldn't be there, he made sure that you knew why. If there's something, hey, the car broke down, but what can I do? I'll get back to you, I can help you. There was some kind of accountability. They always kept their word. What you see is what you get. That same person is that person that you meet. They're not pretentious. They don't put on. They don't try to be somebody else. doesn't matter who's in the room. Good people do good be, not because they're acting, but because they believe it's the right thing to do. And good people don't like to see bad things done. It bothers them when good is not being done. This could be done. We need to do this. You have people that will just say, somebody needs to, we just need to, we need to bless them. They're just, you know, because they see something that's good and they just want to do it. Good is part of the fruit inside. That's part of that that gets cultivated. If you're like, Brett, that is not me. Hey, I get it, but it needs to be more like Jesus. We need to be more like that. We need to be going after good. We say often in Christian circles, we know that the source of all goodness is God, and goodness is the fruit in God's list. It's a great fruit and all of that. And we say this, God is good all the time and all the time. We say it all the time. Yes, listen to this. Psalm 136.1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Psalm 119.68, you are good and do only good. Teach me your decrees. Moses, love Moses. He goes up to God and says, I want to see your face. I want to see your goodness. Exodus 33, 19, the Lord replies, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you, for I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Could you imagine being Moses? What an experience that would have been. So when we say God is good, we are saying a mouthful. We are saying there is no shadow of turning he is good. He does not lie. He does not cheat. He is integrable. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. He cannot be moved. He is God. Everything good comes from him. He is pure. His motivation is pure. He is love. No crookedness. He never changes his character, his actions. No matter what the situation looks like, God is good and God does good, period. Even when bad things happen, the enemy is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, not God. But God can turn things around to work out for your good. Look at Romans 8, 28, love, one of my favorite scriptures. We know all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. That doesn't mean all things are good. It says they'll work out for your good. It doesn't mean that bad things are good. It doesn't mean that bad people that do bad things are good. And they're not, and because that, they're, they're not bad anymore. It's not saying that. It's saying if you'll submit to God, there are evil people, not because the people in self are evil, but because what they've allowed to be inside them or the spirit to work on them, that's the evil thing. And because of that, 
We have to be submitted to God. And by submitting to God, we are subjected then to the protection of God. You know, in America, you are protected by laws. There are laws. You can't just go do anything. You do that, the police will be called. You will go to jail. In the kingdom, there are laws. We are protected by a citizen of our kingdom of God to be able to understand and operate in the authority God has given. Submission to God can bring things around, and otherwise that would just stay a mess. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's no wonder if we get close to God, these fruits start to get better in our lives, this fruit of goodness. Peter says a lot about Jesus, Acts 10, 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You see, Jesus always did the Father's will. And Jesus, he was still man, God in the flesh. And he was still like, you know what? Father, if there's another way, we could maybe not do this cross thing. I'd probably like that. But if there's not another way, I'll still do it. I'll still do. This is not only good, but this is showing faithful trusting all kinds of things are happening right here goodness comes from the life of god within us it's a heart thing when you're good even people that don't know christ i'm just telling you when they're good you know god is doing all kinds of things how many people do you know that really don't profess christ as savior but they're just good people man if they'd be a christian you'd be like they would just knock it out of the park it's up it's up going 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 And they'll come there. That's fine. God is working on them. Those things don't happen just by accident. What people see on the outside is the fruit. The evidence of that is what has been growing on the inside. That's the nature of the tree. You go to an apple tree and it's got all kinds of apples on it. It's because on the inside it produced the apples that showed up on the outside. Jesus says it this way, Luke 6, 43 and 45. <clears throat> a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes. Grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. Good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. Evil produce, person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. You see, what we do shows what we are. Our actions on the outside show who we really are on the inside. Sometimes that's not so pretty. Sometimes everything is good until it's pushed to the test. This is a test of the American broadcasting system. For the next 60 seconds, you will. How many of, you know, when I was growing up, how many remember the TVs going off the air like at midnight? And it just went to snow. They played the national anthem. You're done. Unless you're going to listen to the radio, and I don't even know if those stations run all the time because people went to sleep. The whole world, well, time to go to bed, it's over. You will get tested. There will be tests. There will be things, you know, and again, we've talked all along. When we talked about patience, do you think you all of a sudden are like, rasa, 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 ping, patient. No, 
there's going to be times that you're just going to be tested. Times that you're not even ready or think about it. It could be just the drive-through, taking Maddie from work, and it's 10:30 at night, and she's got a Taco Bell craving. Bong, Dad, I feel the bell. Bong. Okay, we'll go. I said, but I just want to get home, especially if it's football season. You know, I. But it wasn't. But still. And we get in line and we stay there. And I might as well be playing the theme to Jeopardy. Whatever that theme is, I don't know. But just pretend I do. But I'm just like, and I, I say things like this to Maddie, like it's her fault. Well, you're just lucky I'm staying in line because in about two minutes I'm leaving. And she's, it's not her fault they're not whatever's going on inside that restaurant. She's just like hungry. Dad, I just wanted food. I have people go by me. Good luck waiting. <laughs> you will be tested. And then you get through the line and you get through and the lady actually, she took off, I don't know, whatever Maddie's order was, it came up to $1.74. She goes, this is for being so patient. Now see, Maddie was like, oh, great. I was like, do you know how great that is? Man, I would have ordered something if I knew that. That's awesome. But too late for me. I'm just saying, you will get tested, and so then you find out, you know what, I still need some work. But who we are shows on how we respond. It doesn't mean that if you do that, that you're a bad person. It does mean we're all on our way getting somewhere, aren't we? We're all being worked on. We're all going through stuff. But the more we talk and walk and act like Jesus on the outside, the only reason we can do that without acting is we have to get more of Jesus on the inside. And the more we get him on the inside, the more we'll look like him on the outside. That sounds really crazy, but that's really true. Not being a do-gooder or a busybody, but being a good doer. That's what it takes. God, I don't want to be good just for good's sake. I want to be good because I can show somebody that's been so good to me. We're growing in this fruit, and we, we become aware of it. We see it in others. We see people. I mean, I've got people that are in my family. I, I think I, I uh, talked about Jay Ray, who's one of our drummers. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. I mean, I, I challenge you to find somebody nicer than Jay Ray crazy crazy i'm like i'd like to be nice like jay ray you know i mean and the, and the dude's buff too he could take care of himself if he needed to you know it's not like he's a wimp and he's not, you know but he's just he just I'm like oh man we start seeing these fruit in other people not only because it's in you that's why you can see it did you catch that you, you don't give yourself enough credit. You see it in others because it's in you. It just might be more demonstrative. It, I'll get it out. Demonstrative in others. It manifests more because why? They've cultivated it more to a point where they're like, I can use this because it's a fruit God where we, don't, we can notice it, but we got to figure out how to put it to use. I want to be like Christ and have his characteristics. And live the way the king wants us to live. And operate in his laws and in his kingdom. And I'm going to tell you something. And you might take it wrong. Don't give me any letters for it. 
but I'm going to tell you anyway, okay? Okay, go ahead. Great. It was raining on the way to church today. Matter of fact, it was pouring on the way to church today. Although I do like singing in the rain with Gene Kelly, I didn't feel the need to really do the dance and do that in the rain. So on our way out, Maddie's going with me in the morning as normal, and she says, oh, because the car is probably from here to the door over there away, at least from our back door, and it's pouring. And I feel this of the Lord. Now, again, we're going to talk about stuff like this when we get to the gifts, but I'm going to peel some of this back right now, okay? The Lord speaks to me and says, you can show her the kingdom. And now I didn't hear an audible voice. I didn't see an angel. I have seen angels before, but that's not what's going on. Felt that inside in my spirit. And I said, Maddie, we're going to get to the car. I'm going to speak to the rain. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to let up and almost stop. We're going to get to the car and we're not going to get soaked. And it'll start raining again. And she said, okay. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to speak to God about it because he already gave me the authority. So you see, sometimes this is what we do. Now, I want you to listen to me. Sometimes we'll beg God. You don't have to beg God for something that's already yours. Do you understand? My kids come to my house. They don't beg me for food. It's already theirs. I bought it without even, whatever I have in my fridge, they can have. Because it's my fridge and it's theirs. They didn't have to ask me for something I already gave them. So I said, I'm not going to go, oh God, please make it stop raining. And this is where we miss it. Instead of telling God about your mountain, tell your mountain about your God. So, now I got my neck stuck out. Now, now I got my 23-year-old daughter sitting there, and I said, Father, you give me authority to be able to do these kind of things, and by your grace and your power. So, rain, I command you to let up. I command you to let up right now so we can get to the car and not get soaked. Then, if you want to rain some more, I don't care. Something like that. You know, inside, and this is a true story, inside of 10 seconds, the rain went, shh, and I said, let's go. She looked at me and goes, you know that? That's like a homeschooler in a mall. You don't get out much, do you? Uh-uh, wow. This is what a mall looks like. People buy things in here? Yeah. We got to the car, we got to the car, we got in the car, and she looked at me, I shut the door, turned the car on, and it started raining, I put the wipers on. I said, that's pretty neat, isn't it? And she goes, yeah. My point is this. Now, I, I, I'm not trying to, I, I don't have a magic wand, and, and if I did that and said, hey, watch me do this. Now, I don't know that God would honor that. But because he spoke to me and said, show her the kingdom, I could do that. Are you with me? Had I not got the press, you know, that from God, I wouldn't just be like, dun, 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 watch me do it. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is because of the authority, because of the goodness of God. You get a chance to stand out, glow in the dark. You need to get your bracelet. If you haven't got one, the ushers will give you one. They're free. They do glow. 
The Bible talks about salt. So what is salt? Salt was to stop things like meat from rotting and decaying. It was to kind of slow the process down. It was supposed to give flavor and bring out stuff that was already there. So Jesus said we're, we're to be salt and light. What are we doing to make people go, wow, why is God so good? What are we showing people that makes them go, I need that fruit? We are supposed to stand out. If we would live God's way and we're God's people and we would model his goodness, it would bring others to the kingdom because they would say, I don't even know how to explain this, but man, it's just amazing. I don't even know how that happened. You know what? I don't know physics and all that stuff. I, this is what, that's not my job. I was told by the man to just talk to the rain, so that's what I did. That was my job, was just the doing, the speaking and the believing. His job was the doing. We know that we're not saved by works, but by grace. Once we respond to saving grace and redeeming love, and we, we understand, man, I'm growing in goodness, I'm growing in all of these things. Paul declared this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 9. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. And the scripture says they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Do you understand that when you are generous, you are good? People that don't know Christ, they, won't, they probably won't remember a lot of things, but they'll remember how good you were, how generous you were. Kim and I went to a, a pizza place many years ago, and the waitress that waited on us was very nice, and she was kind, and you could tell she was really troubled, and so we, we decided, let's minister to her. So we said, you, you okay? And she began to say, you know, it was around the holidays and all the stuff was going on in her life and, and bills and finances. And, you know, she was just trying to put ends in me. She was surviving. So she went to get us, a, you know, either something else for our food or something. And Kim leans over and she says, let's really bless this girl. I said, okay, what do you want to do? And she said, let's give her a $50 tip. I said, okay. So I'm telling you this only because, I, you know, when I'm telling you these stories, it's not because I'm saying, woohoo, look at me. I'm just saying, I don't know yours. I can only tell you mine. But just always remember this it's not the whistle that pulls the train, the whistle just makes noise. I'm not trying to make noise. I'm trying to show you if you love God and you trust Him, you'll have something in your engine. We were able to bless this young lady. And tears just flowed. She was just, oh, my gosh, I don't even know. You know, I don't even know if we, she did it in front of us. I think we might have left it and walked out. I, I don't remember. She could probably tell you. But what I can tell you is this. If you're obedient to be good, God will have you be generous. And you'll be like, I don't know that I can do that. You can. If God tells you to, you can. There, you know, I've told you stories where we were like, God, I can't give all of this money to the church come on and he, and he'd be quiet like what did i tell you remember the story i told you he said take off your wristwatch give it to the guy behind you i don't want to uh, god i don't want to take off my wristwatch and give it to the guy behind me i like it he's quiet but when i do those kind of things when he speaks to me and i'm generous i'm good he can he can blesses me beyond you know, the day I did the, the wristwatch, in the next two weeks, I probably had five wristwatches come to me. 
We gave a computer. I had three computers come. You know, it was just, it was just nuts. Why? Because God supplies all of my need according to his riches in glory. I don't have to worry about the riches. He's got them. By. What's my, what's my qualifier? By Christ Jesus. Come on. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Revelation 12, 11, And the word of their testimony. What's your word? You got Jesus, man. You can overcome anything that comes against you. Anything. If the enemy's coming up, you got it because God is with you. Galatians 6, 9, and 10. So let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. And I told you the story of the waitress. I don't know if she was a believer or not, but I don't care. I, we just did what we were supposed to. But people that don't believe when you are good, it just is amazing. Because they don't see that. Somebody that just does something just because, without saying, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Don't we live in a world like that? Whatever you can do for you, what do I have to do for you to do what I need you to do? I get that, and there's, uh, there's a point where the, I don't think there's anything wrong with I can help you and you can help me. I get that, but if my total motivation is just to use people, that's wrong. I think it's a heart issue. Here's our second point, so let's move to that one. Faithfulness. God is faithful. He's faithful. Here's some words I thought would connect with faithfulness. Trustworthy and dependable, and also time. So trustworthy, that's a person full of integrity. Somebody that, that we already know, I can trust them. I, I, what they say is what they mean. They're honest. They're dependable. And then time, they're in it to win it. They're going to stay until it's completed. They're, they're there for the long haul. You see, when you're faithful, you have to finish. How many knows that God is a finisher? You, you, you love that. One of the things that I think men like about building something, because they like the finished result. I, when we're done building it, or you ladies, when you do something, or cake decorating, or you bake something, there it is. And I mean, there's, there's a satisfaction of, yes, I finished that. So when you are faithful and you put time in it, you, you're there. And until we get it completed, let's do this. So it is exercising behavior over a long period of time. They can be trusted. I don't have to check up on people like that. I don't have to go, how you doing? How's it coming along? Did you get everything done? When I trust someone and they are faithful and they had, I know they're going to put the time in, it's just really, it's, it's just going to get done. I know it's going to get done. I can rely on them. Isn't that true of God? That's why we can rely on, on God. In the Old Testament, they sang songs about his faithfulness. And we all want to hear this. Every believer wants to, when they finally reach heaven's gate, well done, good and faithful servant. Don't we all want to hear those words? We don't want to stand before the Lord and say, you know what, I didn't ask you to do that. So why were you doing that? This is what I told you to do. You didn't want to. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus talks about the parable and the talents. They all worked, they gave them different amounts, and they, here's what I want you to do. And they all pretty much, well, except one, but they produced good and faithful results. They were good and faithful because they knew what to do with it. They invested the money, they did that. But listen, they didn't do it at the owner or the master's expense. They didn't take advantage 
of the master's goodness or kindness. Faithfulness includes being accountable materially as well as spiritually. Luke 16, 10 and through 13, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. If you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters. You'll hate the one and love the other. Or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You see, faithfulness is knowing exactly what you believe and whom you really love and what you're ultimately committed to. <clears throat> I think everybody in this room, I think it'd be safe to say we could all say, if you could go back, how many would like to go back and redo something in your life? I mean, I would have both hands up. Hello. I mean, it's just... You know, there's some things I, I said, you know, that I, I would not redo. I would not, there was not another person that I would marry. I would still marry her. I would. Uh, you know, um, she is, you know, outside of God, she's my life. I, I love that. But I can say in, my, in the course of my life, there's some stupid things I've done. If I could go back and redo them, I would go back and redo them. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Faithfulness is knowing, you know what, this is, this is what I'm living for. You realize on this Memorial Weekend, there were these men and women that have died to make this country what it is, to be a free nation, a free country, because not only did they know what was worth living for, they knew what was worth dying for. So much to the expense that they would do whatever it took to get the job done. That's faithful. What's it going to take? That's what it's going to take. That's the price. Christ demonstrated that first when he said, you know, if there's something else, but he said, whatever it's going to take, that's what it's going to take. Then it's finished. It's done. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When is it going to be our time to go, you know what? We need to know a little something because we need to get these fruits activated. We live in a world that needs you desperately. Because it needs God desperately. And God, last time I checked, always uses people. How do we show them goodness, faithfulness? It's going to take men and women and young students, college, just like us, that will carry the baton, that will carry the banner. Faithfulness is long obedience in the same direction. Just going the same direction. It's just faithful. Steady Eddie, ever ready bunny. Whatever it takes, let's get it done. I challenge you this morning as we close this message. If you're like me, I need to be more generous goodness and some of us came up a little different some of you have been brought up you know i was brought up my father's here he worked you know sometimes two jobs my mom worked and i was homeschooled no i was teasing it wasn't homeschooled they worked a lot so we could you know trying they were trying to get us a better life 
I talked to my mother-in-law one time, and she had nine brothers and sisters. And she said, you know, she remembered when they had stale potato chips. It was all they had, and they would put them on a pan, put them in the oven just to try to crisp them up a little bit. You know, and some of us are like, that's crazy. There's been a lot of sacrifices, even in little things. Could we be good? According to the word, you can. Can you be faithful? According to the word, you can. So according to the word, if we would set ourselves with a determined mindset. Paul said stuff like this, this one thing I do. If we could get that kind of mindset, Father, help me to be the carrier of your fruit so that others around would see me glow in the dark and I would make a difference to the people that so desperately need you. Because before we point fingers at them, if we're honest, we never arrive. I still need Jesus all the time. And so do you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?